Ladies and gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary? Chris, the Herons are back. And we got messy. What's going on? What, 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 what? Where is the information? I guess we're getting ready for a sister kissing fiesta. I felt like we were playing a 2-8. It was just a two-way. Let me tell you, Danny is about to get destroyed in the chat. So you Are we kissing every sisters, Chris? And maybe stepsisters, but not regular sisters. I've done a little bit of research on him. When it comes I to have. FIFA, this guy's 68. We're going to have the greatest player of all time on the team. If there's a time to believe, it's not. It looks like a heron shat all over it. So you guys are literally getting excited for a rank 65 player on FIFA 23. We got some pretty good FIFA cards on our squad now, all right? Yeah, I understand, Kevin. So this is how this is how we scout our players here on the show. <laughs> Just look at FIFA cards. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 120. Actually, it's 126 of the Battle Herons podcast. Yeah. I am your host, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, as always, Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? Look, by popular demand, I think it was Jay Stubbs that mentioned it in one of the videos, bucket hat season, wanted me to whoop out the bucket hat, so I got the, the latest, the pank thing that, that we got. Well, did we vote that the best giveaway last season? Because we had an I believe so, yeah, it was. I can't yes, I believe it was. Is that I what believe one? it was, yeah. It was either that or the public shirts, one or the other. But uh, but I did like you the bucket hat now. The one thing I didn't like about the bucket hat is how quickly they sold out. Or not sold out, but how, how many they ran out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Because uh, people were going in and grabbing like 14 at a time for their three-party families. I mean, don't talk shit because that's what you like to do also. So, I mean, but, you know, that's shirts though, baby. <laughs> Come on. Not the hats. Yeah. That's criminal. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. It's, we're two days away, Chris. Two days away from training camp. It's right around the corner. That means the season's right around the corner, and I couldn't be more excited. How are you feeling now that we're right two days away, and we get to like actually start talking about real pitch stuff? <laughs> I, I can't. I can't wait, man. I know my son is really looking forward to it, and I, I've been looking forward to it too. And I can't wait. I can't wait. Even if it's not starting here, I, I just want to see some football. Yeah. Some football in All pink. Right. Well, although training camp starts on Saturday, media day was today here in Miami. And oh, let, give me a second while I change this update. Boom, there we go. Now we're, we're, now we're up to date. Episode number 126. All right. Now we're up to date, January 11th. Uh, today was media day. And uh, players from all over the MLS and coaches came and they talked. Uh, but obviously, we only care about into Miami here. And um, we had Busquets get interviewed. We had Tata get interviewed. And... Um, I guess I'll go over a couple of the highlights that, I mean, not yeah. a lot of people were talking about. Um, one thing that Tata mentioned was that we have two strikers, and I'm paraphrasing, we have two strikers that are high in quality and don't be surprised if they end up seeing the pitch at the same time. Now, what did you take away from that quote? Because I know we said that Campana is going to be a great sub and same thing with Luis Suarez. But looks like he's might tinker with the idea of uh, actually playing them together often. I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, you could see the you could see the potential with with Campana, and I mean, Campana had less time than than Joseph had last year, 
and he looked more impressive than Joseph did. So, I mean, look, the, the I think the opportunity is there for, for Campana to just blow it out of the water, especially playing with Luis Suarez, like Solana mentioned when he was on the podcast a couple episodes ago where he's more of a giving sort of striker. I think this is going to pan out perfectly for 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 Campana, to be perfectly honest. And let me tell you, Danny, there's one thing that Solana mentioned and a lot of other people are mentioning too. Campana is having the beauty of being able to play with a bunch of freaking titans. So oh, Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, if he doesn't I think that learn all from the, all, all of the, this... All the players on this squad are going to benefit from that, though. Like, look at the oh, homegrowns. I'm rocking yes, the homegrown shit right now. All of these kids right now... And by the way, all six of these on this shirt are going to get playing time this season. Everybody's like, oh, Inter-Miami is buying their way to a title or to trophies or to wins. I don't see any other team starting six homegrown players at the same time. Or I'm sorry, not yeah. starting, playing six homegrown players right. in one right. game at the same time. Like, And I know that that was before Messi got here, but these kids are going to get playing time. Our academy is producing quality. So we are not just getting the big boys, but we're also producing quality, which means we are going to be kicking ass for quite a while. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and these kids are going to do nothing but get better. David Ruiz is going to get way better. Ben Krem, super better. You know, uh, I mean, the sky's the limit for a lot of the young guys. Now, when it comes to these kids, like we were just talking about, Another quote on, uh, and I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm getting all of these quotes from Fabian Renkel. He was with us this past Monday. He was there. He was tweeting about it all day. That's where I'm getting my quotes from, just so he can get yeah. credit for, for putting these out there. Another quote was The idea for this preseason is that every player on the roster is available for every game, AKA, the kids are going to get a lot of run in this preseason. You're going to see Messi, you're going to see Suarez, you're going to see the big boys. But everybody's playing, so you're only going to see everybody for little bits at a time. So for those of you that are worrying that these guys are going to get overworked with these seven preseason games, they're not going to play a ton of minutes. Maybe maybe you and Xavier convinced me that maybe Messi's going to want to play a little more in that Ronaldo game. Maybe. Yeah. But for the most part, don't expect them to see too much time on the pitch because they're going to play it smart and they're going to let uh, the kids play a lot of the time. Oh, absolutely. I think that they're going to get a lot more time than people anticipate. And especially with these older guys that just probably aren't going to pump out 90 minutes. Uh, I don't know if I should have paused on that or not, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what the chat thinks. Um, these young guys are going to get the minutes no matter what, whether it's because they need to come in with 10 minutes left in the game, whether it's for other tournaments, they're going to be able to get the time that they need. So I, I don't see anything in their way in terms of getting any sort of playing time. I'm with you. Um, so let me go to another quote here. Um, it was Sergio Busquets and Sergio Busquets. Uh, they were asking him if he hangs out with his, uh, his Barcelona boys a lot while he's, while he's down here, like off the pitch. He said, yeah. we go to the, our kids trainings together. We go ahead and we hang out together. We see each other often. So obviously, I mean, I mean, no news to anybody, right? They're here because they came to play with each other, not so much for on the pitch, not for the for the aspect of, oh, man, it's a dream to play in Miami, but it, it's a dream yeah. to play together and be around each other. So they're all happy. They're all happy on and off the pitch, and I think that's going to translate to great games on the pitch because they're playing with their friends and they're going to have a great time. 
So I'm really excited about that. And then uh, two more quick quotes, uh, both Sergio Busquets. One, I this was Sergio Busquets. I trained when the season ended because I wasn't so used to a super long vacation. A lot of people talking about this overloaded preseason, but these guys from Europe aren't accustomed to having three months off in the offseason. The reason we have yeah. three months off is because of our playoffs, right? That month and a week or so that we take to finish the playoffs, usually they play all the way through that, but we have that playoff system. So yeah. if you are, if you don't make the playoffs, all of a sudden you got this extra month off. So we had they had November off, December off, and half of January, some of October. So uh, I they're they're itching to play because they're not accustomed to all this vacation time. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that the downtime is killer. It's like, you know, you and I play sports. Like, if you stay a while away from playing, you know, one of your favorite sports, like, you're going to be cold. You're not going to be in shape. You're not going to be in form. So, yeah, I can completely agree with that. And then the final quote is uh, Sergio Busquets. I think MLS is a very good league. Way more than people think. The level of the league is not equal to the Spanish league, La Liga. But it's similar. I mean, I don't think he is... uh, Shocking anybody with that. I think that everybody that comes to play with the MLS, and some people might say it's just because they're here, so they're trying to talk nice. But I think people will be surprised that it's not as easy, right? Iguain said that he was going to come and play with a cigar in his mouth, and he ended yeah. up finding out that it's a lot tougher than that. So, I mean, even if people don't take it fully serious, I'm glad that people are standing up for the MLS. Oh, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. All right. So, media day was today. Our official training camp starts on Saturday, but another big thing about Saturday is Luis Suarez gets officially introduced. He's going to meet the press. What are you expecting to hear from Luis Suarez on Saturday? Well, I think it's just going to be like that generic player speak, right? I mean, I don't think he's going to relay any sort of information. You think somebody's going to ask him if he's going to, like, uh, with a biting history? Nah, because it's 10 years old, I don't think anybody's going to be bringing that up. Yeah, but there's so many people that have been bringing that up. Like, who? What, what's to say nobody's going to bring it up, you know? Yeah, maybe, but I, I, I don't see it happening. I don't think that that's happening. Um, I do think they're going to ask him about his knees, yeah. about how, how, how he feels about playing all these, these games, right, because it's a congested schedule. And real quick, Steve Munoz said, I'm going to have to add uh, Hall and Boatwright to this shirt. Actually, just Hall because Boltwright is right there. This is from the mm, D.C. United game, it. where it was the first time that six uh, homegrowns played in one game in the MLS uh, together. Um, so I, I think that th- that's, I think the majority of the questions are going to kind of base, be based around his health. I honestly believe that that's what you're going to be hearing more than anything. His health, his knees, and how much he expects to play um throughout the season i think that's such a foolish approach though right like if he just finished playing in the in in the brazilian league and he sort of was like standing out over there you think that it would be a smart idea to be like hey so how are your knees feeling i if i was him i just respond like i i fucking dominated that's how my knees felt like what what, what? For those of you that don't why, why know, are you asking me dumb questions well, okay i'm glad you said that for those of you that don't know chris his dream is to get a media pass to ask these players questions. I'm going to put you on the yeah. spot now, Chris. It would if you be think nice. that these, these knees questions are bad questions, what would you ask if you were in front of Luis Suarez on Saturday? 
I mean, but that's the thing. I don't know what I mean. I don't know what I would ask. Uh, obviously, oh, I would have been oh, born prepared. Well, the knee question is a bad one. I mean, I don't think it's a great one. Like it needs to be asked. He, well, okay, maybe did he suffer any sort of big injury to any of his knees last year? Because if he did, then I get it. But if he didn't, and he fucking crushed that league, like what the fuck are we doing asking about knee questions? He he got injections in his knees just about every day. He said that he might have to retire because of his Listen, knees. There's guys in Miami that get injections all over the place for all kinds of shit. Like yeah, those are steroids. Deal though. with it. I mean, steroids. It's fucking whatever. Found a youth. This guy's gonna be fine, bro. No knee questions, guys. Come on. You're horrible. Well, if Listen, you, Jason, now until the I end would of the definitely show. raise my hand. I'd fucking moon the fucking player if I could. If from now to the end of the show, you could figure out a question you would ask, I'm, I'm dying to know because you seem to be very critical of the questions that the reporters ask. And I think you're too harsh because I can't imagine that they're doing that poor of a job because I think they ask just fine questions. I'm not saying that they ask terrible questions. I just feel like sometimes there's not great questions asked and sometimes there's pretty good questions asked. I feel like... Don't be that guy is, that complains, but you I can't feel give like me a solution. Because it's easy to complain. Like That's easy. You're asking me about the knees, dude. Like, if I, to me, I wouldn't ask that question. The guy so crushed you it last year. I mean, I don't know, All right, man. Exactly. All right. All I don't right. know what All the right. hell I would ask. You have until Saturday to figure it out, and then maybe you could message like uh, somebody that's going to be there. All right, uh, so training camp begins on Saturday. Now, I'm happy about training camp, obviously, because we finally start hearing about the players, maybe get some videos of them actually playing on the pitch together, all that other good stuff. But the biggest reason I'm happy is because I don't think that 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 gets enough credit for the fact that he and I understand that he had Messi and he had Busquets and I know he had a squad, but he doesn't get enough credit for the fact that he jumped into the season halfway through the year, and as he's going along, he's building this team, he's building a scheme, and two or three games into it, all right, now we get to add in Farias, boom, let's let's figure him yeah. out, boom, let's add him to the squad. Oh, Diego Gomez, all right, let's figure this out, boom, yeah. and then oh, okay, now we got Thomas Aviles, boom, let's add him. And all of a sudden, these, all these moving parts, and I get it that the players are good. I'm not shying away from the fact that, that that's an obvious. But it's still got to get some credit, the fact that he's been working throughout. Like, he's building as he goes. And now he has a full training camp where he's going to get to implement everything, really work with the young guys. And I also think that the whole preseason world tour is going to be great for bonding and chemistry within the team. But do you think, I mean, but at this point, you are you know, you're getting Gressel pretty late. You're getting some players a little late. Like at this point, like, do you think it's going to, you think, you think, you don't think it's going to hurt him that Gressel's not going to be able to sort of gel for the first couple games? I think, I mean, the first game isn't until February 21st. How many days we get? He got plenty of time. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we still training, got a month. Training camp is just about to begin. So now he has yeah. plenty of time to kind of get everything together. Let's see. Uh, the first game is 41 days away. So you think you that's, you think that's going to be solid time for, yes. for, I mean, that's, that's okay. the time that everybody gets. That's yeah. the time that everybody gets. Okay. It's, it's much that's more than he got last time. Yeah, that's for sure. Yes. It's much more time than he did to get, but that's the thing last year. It's like you said, he's, he was just getting the team. Now he has a pretty good core. So maybe it's going to work out a little bit more to his favor. So 
I can see don't that. forget that there were there were barely any practices. I mean, there were games like every other day. I felt like once League Cup yes. got started, League Cup was just uh, just a row of games every few it days, was which was awesome as a fan. But it was all. Yes. It, but it was just every few as days there was, was a game, and then once the regular season started, it was Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. I mean, as like I said, as a fan, it was fun. But as a coach, that had to have been a headache. So I, I think that it's going to be great that he gets to, have, like, like Usechi says, uh, evaluate the talent and kind of just get everything yeah. ready. I, I'm really excited. I think that that's going to make a world of difference. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you're going to have to be able to say, I can judge him fully for this year. And, and look, GFR. And G- go ahead. Yeah, G- yeah, GFR is mentioning that the – he mentioned the knee stuff, but that was just to get the hell out of get the hell out of Dodge. You think he would? I admit mean, that? I guess. No way, dude. There's no way you're admitting not. that. No way. No way. He's well, gonna I'm give still, you some I'm, bullshit. I'm still waiting for That's you to, to give question. me that question. Uh, there's already been a bunch of them that I would have asked. Posed. Everybody is saying that I would ask if he likes cruises. Uh, from just show a picture one to five. The <laughs> toast. I would definitely do that. I mean, those are more interesting questions. I, I think, no, no. other than you, you well, have to Mr. have your Suarez, knee does, revoked. Does your knee does your knee hurt, my friend? And it's like he's gonna be like, no, I feel like a million bucks. That's what he's gonna fucking I, tell I, me. I promise you. I promise you. If nobody asks a knee question, we're gonna be killing the media. How are you not gonna ask him about his knees? Let's go, Wilson. Let's go, baby. I'm not gonna ask him about his knees, bro. I'll ask him how he cuts his sandwich. Oh my god! I bet this you people you are more interested. Oh my god, dude! All right, all right. Let, let's get off of this. I, I, I never. If anybody from Inter Miami is watching, never allow this man in your media room because this guy would just—he'd be worse than Solana. No, but Solana. Look, Solana. Shout I remember Solana. at some point. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember at some point Solana asked some pretty good questions. I mean, there was times where he had not great questions, but I think. Everybody in the media has gone through the process of asking great questions and not asking great questions. And I feel like knowing how you cut your sandwiches and what kind of toast you like with your sandwich is a is a good uh it's it's a good it's good information to know. It's gonna be on his Wikipedia for sure. We're 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 sidetracking the show right now with this, but okay, yes, real quick we are. This is the type of question you ask when you have like a like a cute little one-on-one interview, like after the official press conference. But the first official press conference as an Inter Miami player, and you want to ask about sandwiches, you're you're, you're a crazy person. Maybe. The All right. Uh, before we come, go go ahead and um, get into all the rumors of players like Coutinho and and uh, Yeti Mina and all these other names that I'm seeing around. I did want to address one quick thing. Yeah. Our boy Rob Wise sits on our section on Twitter was saying that I was giving way too much credence to the CCC being considered an international tournament. Yeah. Now, I want to address this because I want to see if maybe I'm alone on this. I'm I'm wondering if the chat also agrees that it's not really considered that much of an international tournament. Now, to me it is because there's nine different countries involved. You tell me that there's nine countries involved, that to me seems... Like that might be an international tournament. Now, I, yeah. UEFA has 10 leagues involved, which is the Champions League over there in Europe. To me, they're both international tournaments. That's why it's the priority for us to win it. Now, Absolutely. I get that he's saying that the MLS has 10 of them. The MLS is also the size of Eastern Europe. 
I'm sorry, the yeah. United States. You could fit how many countries into the United States. It has 29 teams. All the other European leagues have only 20 teams per league. There's a reason why it's a little skewed. We have a lot more teams than your usual European league. So regardless, you're still playing against teams from Mexico, from Costa yeah. Rica, from Guatemala, uh, Dominican Jamaica, Republic. Dominican Republic. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, to me, it is international. It, it's international. And that's why this is the one that I want. Here we go. Here we go, Abetico. Everybody take a take a second, like the video, do what you got to do. And it's absolutely true what you're saying, Danny. It is international. It is an international uh, tournament. And then uh, we'll ask, do you think uh, MLS will prioritize Leeds Cup over CCL? Well, on, luckily, they don't overlap because the CCL ends on June 2nd. So if you're going to win the, the championship, go all in on CCL, you can yeah. go ahead and you can sacrifice the regular season, right? And I honestly think Inter Miami doesn't give a crap about the supporter shield. Like maybe they do, and I hope they do, but I don't think they give a crap about it. I think they're gonna go all in on CCL, and whenever they have a CCL game or CCC game now on Wednesdays, they're gonna rotate the previous Saturday or the following Saturday, and they might sacrifice those games. And then the League's yeah. Cup is its own thing later on in July. So luckily, I think they're gonna prioritize both of those. I honestly think they're gonna go all in on the League's Cup and the CCC, but they don't have to prioritize one over the other. I will tell you. They will prioritize the CCC and the regular season over the Open Cup. I, I don't think they're going to give any importance to that unless they somehow no. back their way into the Final Four like they did last year or maybe the quarterfinals. But um, but they're going all in on the League's Cup and, and CCC. And look at this comment made by Justin. Was that the one you were just going to pull up to? Yes. yes, it was. Yeah, Justin Blair, which I made a I made a friendly bet with him on on whether Inter-Miami and Cincinnati who would win the series between the two. So... I got you, Justin, with that Key West beer. And then I'll let you know what kind of cerveza I want sent over down to Homestead. Um, he's, Don't give him too much credit. We, we still rather be the other Ohio team than his Ohio team. Yeah, for sure. And uh, he's mentioning CCC is an international tournament. People complain for because sure. there isn't five major leagues. That's what I think is the point that Rob Wise is mentioning is that it's not five major leagues. So maybe that's the deal, there, I guess. There's there's leagues, and I, I can't off the top of my head, I can't think of them. But there's leagues in Europe that also only get whatever whatever team won that league, they're the only ones that classify. I, I get that they don't have five major leagues. We yeah. have two, right? We have the MLS and the League IMAX. I, I get it, but regardless, it's still international. It is, and I mean, you may not like it, but you can't think of it any other way. Yeah, it is. It's international. Technically, it's not the greatest of of combination of leagues, but it is it is international. That is that is a fact. Now, Chris, I don't know if you've pulled up a Coutinho FIFA card yet. Oh, but... let me tell you, I didn't even look into it, but I know he's in the '80s, baby. I got a special <laughs> Coutinho freaking card. Now, I've I've been seeing rumblings, which I don't believe. By the way, I do not believe these. these no, absolutely uh... not. Uh, and look, here, here we got. Look, we got another one. Yeah, we already got one. it. We already got it. People are already sending out shots. I don't see Coutinho on this team. One, he's too expensive. Two, his time with Barcelona was pretty rough. The Barcelona fans disliked him. They thought that he didn't give a lot of effort. Now, I don't know if there was ever a rift between Messi and Suarez and Coutinho. I, that I don't know. Now, Fabian, that was with us on Monday, 
He said he believes there was. I, I can't second that. I don't know. So I'm not even going to cover that. What I'm going to cover is the yeah. fact that, one, Barcelona fans disliked the guy. Two, yeah. Barcelona loaned them out to Bayern Munich for a full year. If he is prime Coutinho, playmaker that is contributing to Barcelona, they're not Why lending him or loaning him like out to, to Bayern. Yeah. And he went to Aston Villa and they loaned him out to, I think, the Saudi League. So, and his time with Villa was terrible too. That's why they loaned him out to the Saudi League. Yes. So, yeah, maybe in the MLS, he'll get some of that back. But where would he fit exactly on this squad? He plays on the left, and then he could play Cam also, right? So he kind of plays like the Messi, but on the left mm. side. But, like, wh- where would he fit? Like, money-wise, it doesn't make sense. And then, are, are we going to go what? Oh, and I'm sorry, we'll, we'll correct him. He's playing in, uh, in Qatar. In the guitar league, my fault. All right. Uh, so yeah, I got so he's playing in guitar. But where would he fit exactly? Like Farias is on the left already, and we have a he's a U22 initiative player. Yeah. So we're we're not in my opinion, he's gonna be getting the majority of that left side. We don't Absolutely. really play with uh a, a cam, right? We got Messi that kind of roams no, freely, and then we got our striker. Is he gonna go play the midfield? I, I don't I don't see that. I, I, I don't think it works money-wise. I don't think it works tactic-wise. I mean, unless he's coming for the cheap, well, let's, then yeah, let's fill him in as a depth piece, but I don't see it. Well, let's do something here. Let's bring up the, the, the starters, right? I mean, where's he going? Where's exactly he going like, on this screen? For those of you on audio, we're bringing up the, the, the current, what would be the predicted starting lineup, which, I mean, at this point, we got to change now because now it's, actually being spoken that Cabana and Suarez might start. So, but let's I just assume. They're not, they're not starting together. But let's just, let's just play with this image right here. Where's he going? I mean, maybe for Gomez. Nah, he's not, he's not going to play the midfield. He would have to play in for Farias out on the left wing. And, Wait, I, and I don't the, see that Where's happening. the other one? There we go. There we go. That's more updated. No, because Medina's not with us right now. Oh, that's right. That's right. So... I, I don't see it happening. And let's say hypothetically, because at, at once Data went ahead and spoke about uh, possibly playing two strikers, I've been seeing, oh, that's it. Everybody that wants 4-3-3, face it. It's going to be three in the back or five in the back or however it is that you uh, yeah. you want to call that. I, I, I think that he said that you could see it. But I don't think it's going to be a consistent thing. Luis Suarez, for as, as much as you want to say that Luis Suarez's knees are, are better than everybody thinks, he needs his time off. He needs his rest. He needs to be subbed off or he needs to get some games off when they're rotating for the CCC. Campana is going to get a lot of those minutes. I don't think they're playing at the same time because what are you going to do? So I guess you're going to go from a 5-3-2 a five, a five, a five, to a 4-3-3 once Suarez comes off and then have a single striker. Like, do you want to switch tactics in the middle of the game? Is that what everybody's assuming? Because I don't see it. I think it's going to be a 4-3-3. But, you know, then does that mean that, like, Borgelin and, like, Robbie Robinson are going to be, like, these super subs? No. Or you think – or, I mean, like, in terms of behind Campana, like, who else is going to fit the bill if they both gas out? Unless we got Emerson. Shut up. And, And Will is saying something that a lot of people are saying. That they yeah. should run with wing backs, right? With three in the back and the wing backs. And I get that. And maybe if we had Kamal Miller still, and I was like, okay, we add one more center back, and all of a sudden we have 
Avila's Kamal Miller, and a new center back. But at this moment, in my opinion, we have one starting center back because Kristoff isn't a starter on this team. I mean, he could be technically, yeah, but, I could be. A, but I wouldn't want him as a starter. So we're missing two center backs. Do you think we're going to run with three in the back when at, the, at this moment in time we have just one good caliber starting center back? This is scary right here by Joe Kerr. Saying these formations are going to change from game to game. I could see that. You know, I, I mean, I could see it too. But like, uh, that doesn't that doesn't allow the team to like structure themselves to feel comfortable in their position. This is like, remember when Phil Neville was like kind of playing around with different formations and putting people in different spots? That's a, that's that's going to be a but look, fucking mess. And, and everybody keeps saying that Tata did it last year. Yeah, Tata did it last year. But like I was saying mm -hmm. earlier, remember he came in in the middle of the season. So he was kind of just figuring shit yes. out as he went. People started getting injured. Uh, I don't really get these tactics going. I got Diego Gomez running around like a crazy person. Let me just put five, three in the back. Like he was figuring yeah. things out as he goes. Maybe he does it. But historically, if you look back at Tata's career, which is, is pretty long, he does 4-3-3. Three, three. That's his go-to. Yeah. That, that, that's his bread and butter. So would he go to three in the back? Maybe. It's possible. But I think you're going to start with seeing 4-4-3, four, four, sorry, 4-3-3. Three, three. And then maybe if that isn't working out, maybe he'll change something. I What I do like about Tata is that he's open to changing it. He's not stubborn. Yeah. But well, look I, at this. I, I don't see it. And look at this comment by James Regis saying, we have two CBs. McVay will lock down Ronaldo and gain confidence for the season. <laughs> Lockdown defender, baby. Like I, I, I unfortunately, as much as I wanted to believe in McVeigh last year, I he disappointed me, unfortunately. And um, I don't know. And Ooh. and look, and uh, I think you're about to pull up the same comment. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Now, I was gonna say, uh, Justin Blair here said changing formations over and over hurts academy players too, with no goal to plan for players are undeveloped. I agree. Yeah, it's gonna be I, tough. And Will says Taylor should play wing back. We've been saying on here Ew, that there's Will. a good chance that he's going to be the backup right wing back. Like, I do think that if they play with three in the back, there's a good chance that you see him out there if it's not Gressel. I think that Taylor is going to find his way onto the pitch. And if it's not subbing in for Farias at some point during the games, he's going to be subbing yeah. in for Gressel out of that right back or right wing back. So I do think Taylor, the Swiss Army knife, will be getting a lot of playing time. Well, and we got the cool guy that's just a, one of the other people that just say we're going to hopefully sign Modric. I mean, somebody else is probably going to fire off a random name. Like, I mean, at this point, our hat's going to be our, our name's going to be in the hat for just about every freaking player. Who's next oh, well, on this I, I, list? Yeri Mina, uh, your fellow yeah. Colombian. Yeah, let me tell you something. He's Colombian. I don't want him. I, I've seen this name floating around. We a already lot. got a good Yeri, Colombian baby. Yeri Mina. And I get it, right? Supposedly, he, he's out of favor. Uh, where is he playing right now? I think in Italy. And he's falling out of favor. And he might be looking to move he's to the MLS. for Florentina. Okay. Well, the thing with Yerimina is that even though he likes to dance, he's slow. He, he's slow. And also, he looks clumsy. You know who he looks like? He looks like he's like a Mobika. He's like a Mabika. He does, yes. He, he's like a Mabika. He's slow, and 
I give you, he has height, right? That's why people like him. That's the, his two weeks of fame in the World Cup in 2018 was because he was tall and got a couple of headed goals for Colombia in the World Cup. That was his claim yeah. to fame. All of a sudden, Barcelona signs him because of it. He lasts like half a season there and is on his way out. Yeri Mina would not be a good pickup for this team. Would he help in defending set pieces? Okay, maybe. Like, let, let's be real. People aren't talking about it, really. Everybody keeps talking about the transition defense on this team. Let's not forget yeah. that we were giving up set piece goals left and right the last two seasons. So, yeah, yeah. so maybe having some size would help. But I, I would not be banking on getting Yeti Mina or not banking. I wouldn't want Yeti Mina on this team. That That's not what I think is going to help this team defensively. But you know what's funny about that is even having size when we had Mabika and Lowe, like that didn't work out well for us because they were kind of slow as well. Even though Damian Lowe to me wasn't that slow, or at least not as slow as a lot of people thought that he was, or at least judged him to be as slow. Well, I I, well I, what, what I didn't like about Mabika was that he was slow and I felt like he was a little clumsy. I just felt like he just yeah. couldn't set himself upright. Uh, and look, and... And Solana and Wilson both said that they, they wish that we wouldn't have given up on Mabika. I'd rather oh, yeah. not give up on Damian Lowe than Mabika, honestly. But yes, um I would have taken I would have taken Lowe over Mabika for sure. But well, we, I mean we Mabika is younger, so I guess there's a, a better ceiling on him. But let me tell you, he played well for Philly last year. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people out in the Philly world. But they were playing with three in the back. Him. Yes, yeah. And when yeah. they when we, when we I felt like Damian Lowe when we played when Neville played three in the back I felt like that's yeah. when he looked the best. Yes. Do you think there's any chance that we see Noah Allen playing in the three in the back, the left center back, mm. like he did a couple of times? I don't know, bro. I don't know. I mean, I mean, at this point, I could see anything happen. I mean, I think I Robert say- Taylor. I'm telling you, I think Robert Taylor, just like Wilson mentioned, he's going to be playing defender at some point. I, I would. I mean, say we're looking at Yeti Mina. Allen. I would I would take Noah Allen at left center back over uh, McVeigh. Well, and you talk about left backs. We got another person that's rumored as well. Ronald no, he's Matarid. not rumored. Uh-huh. He's not rumored, but I did see that he's looking to get back into the MLS. Oh, that's right. Yes, and, yes, yes, yes. And if we are looking to pick somebody up to be a, if Negri leaves, like I think he might, because I don't know if yeah. he's going to be up for playing playing backup. And Noah Allen was out in England. I don't know if we're still trying to go three deep. I'm not sure what they're going. But Matarita was a very solid left back in his time here at NYCFC. And he's looking to come back. I think that that's an interesting name to look into. If if we need a left back at some point, I think that if Noah Allen ends up going to England, which I'm not sure if he is, I I would hope that he stays. But yeah, yeah, see, because Solana said he spent time in England the offseason. And if he comes back, then I think we're set as a, as a back with Noah Allen. But if for some reason we need a left back, I think Matarito would be a great pickup. I think he still plays for Costa Rica, the international squad. And um, I think and I, I, I think Matarito would be a great name to look into if we are looking to continue with uh, that left back depth. Well, he played six years in, in the MLS from 2016 yeah. to 2022. He played FC Cincinnati for one year. Um, for two years, I'm sorry, and then he played for NYCFC for for four years. Four. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's good. where he had most of his. That's where he had most of his experience. 106 games with NYCFC, 31 with FC Cincinnati. 
I mean, since then it shows nine games with Dnipro and then Aris. Like, I don't even know what the fuck those. I mean, those are like Sunday League teams. And like like Blair said, uh, Justin, I'm sorry, Justin said, uh, Matarita would be because the thing is, Matarita's value has dropped down so much that yeah. it would be a steal deal, as you like to say, yes. because he's he's had success in the MLS. He is good. I'm t- I've telling you, I've watched him closely for four years. He's really good. He's about 30 years old, right? So he's like leaving his prime, maybe still in his prime. And yeah. for a backup 29. role, I think, or, or those rotating um, those rotating squads that we're going to have on, on those busy weeks, I think Matarita yeah. would be a great pickup. Like I said, injury. Like I, I just don't see Negri here. I want him here. I think that would be a great backup. But I just don't see Negri sticking around to, to be a backup all season long. And look at look at Mitch mentioning Frey won't be back until around League's Cup or after. That's and, what I think and, also. And the Don Capacito. Yeah, go ahead. I I forgot who else. Was I talking to Trav? I was talking to somebody, and they told me that that Frey is ahead of schedule and that he could be training soon. So if that's the case, I think that maybe he will start getting some playing time in May because that's when the U.S. Open Cup starts. For us, at least, right? Because we we uh, we skipped a, yes. a round. So, exactly. if if Ray debuts earlier than Leaks Cup, I'd put money that he's going to debut in one of those uh, first Open Cup games, maybe the first or second Open Cup game that we play. Because I can I see mean, that. I mean, we we need players to play those games, and what better way to get Ian Frey back on his toes? I, I would I would love to see Ian Frey back, and I would love to see him back in the same shape and form that he was right before the injury because that's when he was really killing it, man. For sure. Like, I'm pretty sure he's looking hella forward to playing this year. Hella forward. I know, but my, unfortunately, he, he's he's gotten injured a couple of like, because he's looked forward to playing a couple of times. Unfortunately, this is like his second or third ACL injury. And, um, man, I, I really hope he can figure it out because when he's on the pitch, man, you could tell that this kid's a baller. Well, let's get to some drip. Let's get to some drip, right, baby. So you 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 proposed something here that you wanted to go over the third kit, right? Yeah, there's, there's a third kit, another third kit that, that leaked uh, just to add to all the other ones. And um, this one, I don't know if the color is right, but this is supposedly Dolphins inspired. Uh-huh. And you tell me what you think of this, Chris. You know, the one thing that really hurts me about this jersey, and for those of you that are on audio, this is uh, basically a light, light aqua blue jersey with Adidas on one chest peck with Inner Miami's logo in orange on the other peck. Miami in sort of Miami Vice City vibes. Well, that, that's just because they didn't want to put a sponsor on it. Yeah, and this looks, and somebody mentioned it looks a lot like Miami FC's uh, jersey, yeah. and it does. And the worst I part is, is Miami FC does jerseys so much better. So uh, I don't know if I say so much better, but I can oh see my god, it, that that Miami Dade County jersey that they do. If I was in Miami, I'd do whatever it takes to buy the rights off of that. Just steal that jersey right off of them. But you, we literally play in Broward. How are you going to rock a jersey with all the neighborhoods in, in Miami when you're playing in Broward? 
I mean, I guess, but like the team is called Inner Miami. We're gonna be in Miami at some point, so steal that then shit you while can. you can. Well, maybe when do we I don't get like this like jersey. That move to I'm not I a big like fan it. of it either. No. Now, uh, tell me what you think when you see it with, me- with Messi wearing it. Ah, it's even worse. With the XBTO, no way, dude. I'd I'd rather Maybe. buy it with the Miami. Yeah, that, was, that was from that was from Fox Soccer. Uh, they put it up on Instagram. I think you can see like the embedded. And they even put like the logos. yeah the dolphins. Oh, that's awful. That's awful, guys. <laughs> I mean, look at this, guys. Do you see what Danny's putting up here? I mean, there's literal embedded dolphin logos, all hidden under. Like you need a like one of those secret like microscope colored microscopes to like see the the freaking oh my goodness I, that's uh, that I am awful I'm, i am really really hoping that when they go if if they decide to go dolphins yeah yeah this is i don't know why fox soccer put it up like this i just i i saw it was similar color so that's why i chose it um if they decide to go this route <laughs> i really this really hope so- that they go white with Dolphin color accents around the jersey. I, I, I'm not a fan of this whole go all teal and then orange. I, I don't think that that's a good look. Listen, this the the dolphin low. I mean, Justin is mentioning it. it looks awful. It is awful. I'm not saying that I don't want a dolphin. Let me tell you, I'm not a dolphin fan, but I'll buy that third kit immediately if it looks fire. Like to me, the first leak or I guess artist made leak or whatever. Well, let me see if you still have the picture of it, of the original sort of uh, dolphin leak, like this one right here. I'm putting it up, mm-hmm. yeah. like something like this. It it doesn't look as bad. I mean, I don't want that orange and like white stripe on the shoulders because I'm not like a safety worker in a yard or anything. <laughs> but I would buy that jersey. Uh, I would buy that jersey, and I'm not even a dolphin fan. Yeah, if they give me something that looks fire, I'm buying it. But don't give me like hidden dolphin jersey, like dolphin logo no that was fox sports they were just messing with it i just i just it was more the the overall primary color with the orange accents and like i said i'm really hoping that it's a white jersey with like i don't know like uh well it's gonna be like the the carnival not carnival the royal caribbean logo right so maybe that in teal with like an orange adidas something with like i don't know just don't don't give me the full teal i think that's just too much hold on i'm gonna look yeah, go well, ahead and get to while, it. I'm going to look, look up for, yeah. While you look, uh, the Inter-Miami show, uh, shout out to Brian and Mike, they posted something on theirs. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm giving them credit because that's where I saw it, where they got it from. They posted a picture, and it was this picture right here. It looks like these jerseys are being hung up in some type of locker room. And Jordi Alba and Sergio Ramos, not Sergio Ramos, Sergio Busquets jerseys are hanging there. And it looks like the bootleg jersey that we saw a couple weeks ago, the, the, the Salmon. Now, the yeah. only thing that gives me hope is that you see that there's like a pink jacket being hung sideways out of that locker. And when it hits the light, it looks a lot brighter than it does when you look at it deep inside the closet. So I'm hoping that that's why that pink looks that way. But yeah. if, if it's anywhere near that color, I am not happy with that color of jersey. And we were also hoping that maybe they would do a pink jersey with, like, black shorts. I see the pink shorts right on the bottom. So it's going to be full pink. Ugh. And the and the thing is, that color is just still awful. Like that that, like that salmon pink orange. Oh. 
I'm saying like, that's I, still I just, awful. And and the thing is, it's in the dark, so like that just makes it even worse. Well, so I'm saying, I hope that when it hits the light, you see that that sleeve for like that jacket right there. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. In the light, if you look, that looks a lot brighter than when you look at the pink for that sweater on the inside. Now it's yeah. not a huge difference. It doesn't look salmon, but um, I'm really hoping that that that's not it. But I don't know. This picture looks pretty pretty official. I don't know. It does, right. and it still looks kind of scary, to be honest. Like, let me see right. here. I think I got. I think I got the picture that Steve Munoz mentioned. I'm gonna go right. ahead and uh, and see if I can be able to put it up here before we get to the last drip portion of it. Let's see here. Here we go, and it's a huge picture. So, like, hopefully, it doesn't like show this guy. So, here we go. We got the Miami FC <laughs> player. I look like a it Dolphins literally... team jersey, yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like a fucking Miami FC jersey is what it looks like. That's what I'm saying. That, that yeah. is a Miami FC jersey. He just changed the Inter-Miami logo and the Adidas patch. Exactly. That's the Miami FC jersey. And yeah, that's, that's like as close to the Dolphins as possible. And who Ugh, did that edit? Don Cafecito? Steve Munoz? Yeah, 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 yeah. So... It's awful. It's awful. Awful. Yeah. Well, you said you I mean, wanted to Miami, steal some jerseys. You said you wanted to steal jerseys from Miami FC. Then they're gonna do it, and now you're upset about it. Yeah, but not that one. Like, it, go steal the city, the, the the city edition one. Not that garbage. So we're coming to an end here. We got two topics left. They're gonna be quick topics. So, the first topic. Now, I've, I've told you guys a bunch trip. of times. I've told you a bunch of times, guys. I am a, a huge sneakerhead. I'm I'm into that. I don't know if you want to call it culture or what the hell you want to call it, but I, I'm into that life. And I was disappointed with the Miami Adidas that first dropped in December. Thought they could have done more. Even the box I thought was was kind of crappy. Yeah. But Complex dropped uh, a preview of what's going to be an exclusive Messi Samba sneaker coming out. Yeah. And I I must say, I was extremely disappointed. If you guys haven't seen it already, here it is. Now, this is from Complex. So if, if they're wrong on it, I don't know. But Complex is usually pretty legit with their stuff. Yeah. Here it is. And tell me why we would have a messy jersey with purple stripes when we are Inter-Miami. He plays for Inter-Miami. And then you have that random-ass yellow highlight green messy yeah, logo on the top. But you know what? That didn't bother me. What bothered me is that the pop on this sneaker is purple. Why would you do yeah. that? And then I, I was talking to my brother about it. My brother's like, yeah, but they wore a purple jersey when they won the World Cup. I, I don't care. Like, if, if they would have made that baby blue, all right, I, I get it. But purple? How does this make any sense to do that when you're currently playing for Inter-Miami and even though we say that Trashville is our, our main competition and our, our rival, yeah, like we, we still don't F with Orlando, so don't make his shoe purple. Well, and not only that, but then this shoe, like I told you on the phone when we talked about this, that's suede on the on the toe box. It's a, another awful decision by by Adidas. The suede is just and, and that's I know that's part of the um, I know that's part of the part of the samba sort of deal but ugh. can steve munoz oh, maybe you can maybe you can enlighten me because i'm not sure 
do they wear purple as their second kit every year? Or was it just that specific year? I think because it was that I, specific year. Because just last season, Columbia was wearing like this weird galaxy purple jersey. And when I think purple, I don't think Columbia. When I think purple, I don't think Argentina. But I, I just thought that Adidas just keeps dropping the ball. And me as a sneakerhead, I'm very disappointed because I look forward to this type of stuff. So when I saw that he was going to have as an exclusive sneaker, I was really excited to see what it was. And uh, no, and look, and and Stephen said they're usually navy blue. Maybe maybe the lighting on that picture is is, is off. Maybe would that maybe it's supposed to be? No, man, that's purple. That's purple. Well, this last this that, last that's a world mistake is what it is. This last World Cup, I remember watching some like Argentine talking about it on YouTube, where he was oh, super furious. That purple is pretty much tradition. Yeah, I mean, but I remember that there was some guy that was just fucking telling people uh, fucking la concha de tu madre like 45 times in the video because now it's freaking purple jerseys. So I think that could be it. And by the way, somebody mentioned something about the plates that there's only like 860 something left. I checked this website, the the Florida, Florida HM, you know, the motor vehicle thing. And guys, we still need 1,943 plates to, to be sold. I have conflicting reports here. I have some Argentinians saying I'm Argentinian and they wear purple away. I have others people saying I'm Argentinian and we, we only wore it for the World Cup. So I don't know who to believe. What I will tell you is that people outside of Argentina, when they think Argentina, they think white and baby blue or baby blue and white yes. with, the, with the yellow sun or whatnot. I don't think purple. And if you're playing for Inter Miami, don't give the man a purple shoe, man. Like no Adidas, way. do better. Adidas been dropping the ball left and right. Unfortunately, Nike prevails always. If 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 Nike had MLS Absolutely. right now with Messi, oh, oh they'd be God, killing they'd it right kill now. It. They'd be the killing box, it right now. The freaking wrap in the box would be themed. Oh, actually, you know like, what? And and it was my fault because I didn't show you that last time. I showed you the box. I, I and the fact that it was still blue. The actual paper was heartbeat. Ah, nice. So, okay. At, at least they did. So that. they spent they an extra that. three cents on the paper. Good job, fucking yeah, Adidas. Yeah. <laughs> So we so we go over the sneakers that make us look like Orlando, and mm-hmm. then we go to the final topic, which everybody is just dying to talk about. Orlando mm-hmm. City Stadium is to be named what is it? Inter and Co. Oh, now I don't know if that's yeah, Inter and Co. I, I saw that, but I don't see where people are getting this from. Like I've seen tweets and tweets and tweets, and Orlando fans saying, "Please don't do this." But I haven't seen like an official announcement from anyone. So I don't know if it's a rumor that all of a sudden got snowballing and everybody just believes it now or if it really was from a legit spot. But let me tell you something. That is absolutely hilarious. That is If awful. they are playing an Inter and Co. If, if that's the name of their stadium and it's going to get announced next Thursday. Next Thursday at like 1 or 2 o'clock. Inter or like I think that's funny. And then there's some Orlando fans trying to switch it up. It's like, oh, Inter and Co. Inter Miami is so crappy that they don't even want to sponsor them. I was like, no, I, I have a feeling that they couldn't afford to sponsor us because Messi's here now. And uh, so they went with Orlando. But that is that is something else, man. I, I, what else would you name? What better name for an Orlando Stadium than Inter and Co? I, I mean, but like to, to insult them or like other than well, Inter obviously. and Co, like, I mean, I'd probably <laughs> give sure them the like fucking. 
Barney Barney in the Park Stadium or something like that. I don't nah, know. Mike V. Mike V. Yeah, it was kind of weak. Mike V is mentioning they have a petition going around to make that not happen. First of all, I didn't even know that people still pay attention to petitions. They Second don't. of all, did overalls guy start that petition? That's what we <laughs> should call it. Overalls guy at uh, overalls guy stadium. What would you guys name the Orlando stadium? That is a fucking great question, Danny. Look at that. Uh, Barney look, look. City playing at home in at Inter. Now, what Joe Kerr saying here is that Inter and Co. has been a sponsor for a few years now for Orlando City. It's just that now they won the bid to name the stadium that. So uh, I don't know. That's that's awesome. There, there's no there there's no way a petition is gonna beat people paying bids to no, have the they're the, not, they're the not gonna, of course for not. the stadium. Mickey Mouse's mm. Playhouse. Oh man, that's great. I thought Disney would get involved somehow in there. I mean, I thought Disney would for sure come in and swoop that up. I, I think that would have been the perfect thing, even though they already have a ton of fucking things around there. Uh, Jason L is mentioning the petition goal is only 200 signatures. First of all, that's sad as fuck. I'm pretty sure we can be able to muster up at least 200 signatures. Who the fuck is not paying attention over there? And they're only getting 200 signatures. The, the Orlando Magic got the Disney patch. This would be fantastic, Danny. They might call it Interco. Oh, my God, on their jersey? That they have to no, wear the logo on their, on their jersey? Oh, my no, God, son. That shit would be awesome. It would be awesome. I don't think so. I don't think it's happening, but that would be awesome. Um, And w- one last thing, actually, I wanted to go over. So we were talking about it last episode. 78 signatures. Get out of here. When, when I was younger, I used to collect sporting cards a lot. That used to be, like, my thing. I got Kobe rookie cards a big time, right? So I decided, I think I'm going to get back into it like 25 years later. And look, I, I thought that you would appreciate what I got, what I pulled right here. Look what your boy pulled right there. Ooh. That's your boy. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. that right Is that there. a hologram? It's top, top scrum. All the cards look like that. Okay. Yeah, but it's pretty dope, I, I- man. And, and look at that right there. Ooh. Oh, so I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about that shit in the plastic yeah. and everything, bro. Yeah, you got to, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking about getting back into into the whole collecting cards thing. I mean, it it it, it, it was like a boom back in 2020. So, uh, oh, for those on audio, I I, I was showing uh, everybody a on Harvey YouTube, Neville, a Harvey Neville top Chrome collector's card, and then a messy one. Uh, but yeah. Um, Everybody got into that in 2020. They were selling it for a bunch of money. So I was like, you know, I'm about to jump into this thing also. That was the first time I ever looked at my basketball cards in like over 25 years was in 2020. Yeah, I, uh, I, I started in 94 ah! and I stopped in 90s in 2003. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, I think that's it. We covered everything we were going to cover. Uh, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts, man? That's it. Training camp's two days away. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. Did you finally come up with the question for Luis Suarez that you say is going to be better than asking him about his knees? Uh, no comment, bro. I'll pass the comment. I'll pass the question you're, you're, over to Xavier. He could take you're my that question. Guy. You're that guy. I'm not that you're guy. You're that guy that just complains because it's easy to complain, but you have no solutions. You're that guy. All right. I'll throw my sandal at that guy. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, if you are a Miami Heat fan, at 10 o'clock, we are going live on the Battered Heat Fans podcast show. Uh, so make sure you tune in there. You literally just type in Battered Heat Fans on YouTube, and it'll pop up. Uh, also, subscribe to the Battered Heat Fans so that yes. you can um, go ahead and enter a giveaway that we're doing. Two tickets to a lower bowl game on January 31st to the Sacramento Kings. So go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can get a chance of winning those two tickets. Uh, we do have an IG. It's actually right there on the bottom of the screen, Battered Miami Fans. Uh, we post, yeah. but there it's not just into Miami stuff. We post uh, a little bit of all Miami sports on there. So yeah. um, you get a little bit of everything. And um, Chris, do you have any final thoughts? No, man, that's it. This has been a fun week. We've been pumping out as much you know, time with you guys as possible, and it wouldn't be as fun just doing it here with creepy-ass Danny. So thank you guys <laughs> for hanging out with us. And uh, it's it's fucking always fun with you guys, man. Much appreciated we're, for real. We were supposed to have a very, 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 very special guest on Monday. Uh, yes. And I talked to him yesterday, and then he just stopped responding to me. So I'm not even going to pro- promote him because I don't know if he's coming on anymore. No, don't but do it. Don't do it. Don't I'm not. I'm him. not. I know. But, uh, but I was hoping that we were going to have a nice special guest for you guys on Monday. But uh, maybe I scared him off. Maybe I said something bad. He just he just stopped responding. So I, I, I creeped him out. Maybe I am a creep. You guys uh, can get, uh, you can try to take some guesses on Twitter. We'll let you know if you're right or wrong. All right. So um, that's it. Two days. Training camp starts. We'll be back on Monday, 9 o'clock, to talk about everything that happened on Saturday. And then you can catch us again on Wednesday and Thursday of next week. And we'll be pumping these episodes out. And uh, I hope you guys join us live because it's always fun to communicate with you guys during these shows. So if you are listening on audio, we appreciate you taking the time to join us all the way to the end. Please leave a five-star review, comment, like, all that other good stuff. Please share. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. And uh, as always, the chat, everybody in here, we appreciate you guys taking the time to join us. As always, you guys are the best part of the show. And until the next one, have a good one. Damn, the bum in the creep show. Oof.